0: This is the Capricorn FM podcast. So, mixed reactions were expressed on social media after the BBC report on TB Joshua. We're talking this morning to the Executive Director at Lawyers Against Abuse, Lindsay Henson. Good morning. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: Compliments for the new season, Lindsay. You as well. So, with this issue that we're looking at, when it comes to the South African law, do we have an idea... Of what happens when a perpetrator of abuse has passed on or allegedly of (laughs) alleged abuse?
1: Sure. So, unfortunately, it's just not very clear uh, in terms of South African law. Um, What I am aware of is in other jurisdictions, it's You would need to make a distinction of, you know, whether or not even charges have been brought. Like, so I think the first question would be, you know, if the alleged suspect uh, has already passed on before criminal charges are even brought, whether or not a victim would be able to even open a criminal case at a police station. Um, and, and, And then the second question would be, even if charges were brought then and the trial was ongoing when the accused person has passed on, then what happens? I think in the first instance, if it's coming to, you know, if the, the case hasn't even been at the police station, um, my understanding is that the police wouldn't even open a case um, because the purpose, if we think about what is the purpose of a criminal prosecution, you know, it really has two purposes. One would be to punish the accused person um, if convicted, as well as then to protect the general public from that person in terms of the offense that was submitted. And so if you think about the situation where an accused person is already deceased, then neither of those objectives would be met through a criminal persecu- prosecution. And thus, it wouldn't, the state wouldn't view it as a good use of resources to actually pursue a prosecution. And I think for that reason, what we see in other jurisdictions is that... You know, that, that there is clear case law that says, you know, if an accused person is already deceased, then during a trial, for example, then that trial will stop it, even if it's mid-trial, then the case would be struck off the roll and the judgment wouldn't be concluded. So I think that that's that's, I, I assume that that the same would then apply in South Africa and that's how it would be treated, essentially. That a criminal prosecution couldn't be brought uh, or completed against an accused person that is already deceased.
0: Mm. And I think, you know, with that very thorough explanation you gave, it sort of like gives an, an idea that it's not really about uh, the kind of abuse that a perpetrator is accused of. Um, but then, you know, it, it leaves this question, what justice is then left? for the people who are mm. the supposed
1: victims. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think then we need to think broader about what we mean by justice or what justice could look like. Um, and I think that that's a very individualized concept and that may justice may look different for different people. Um, because I think sometimes it was through the criminal prosecution then a victim may achieve a sense of closure, at least knowing that somebody is being, um, you know, that the court of law has acknowledged what this person has done to them, that they're being punished for what's been done to them. Um, and I think that that often can provide or help at least to provide a victim with a sense of, you know, quote unquote justice, as we've said, or a sense of closure to the events. Um, and, and what happens when that opportunity is then, as you said, taken away from the victim in this instance. Um, you know, I think other things can be just the opportunity to tell one story. So uh, for the clients we support, for example, even if the accused isn't convicted, just having the ability to tell their story perhaps in a court setting is is beneficial for our clients in terms of just being able to, again, have, tell their story and to, to have people listen to them and to know what's happened to them. Um, and so I think if we draw a parallel then even outside of the criminal setting, the, uh, the criminal procedure setting, perhaps even just for victims to be able to now come forward, especially in instances of sexual abuse like this or other forms of abuse where um, it's often done kind of in the shadows and there's often a lot of shame associated with that and a victim may feel like, you know, I somehow contributed or it's my fault. So I think even being able able to just come forward and to tell your story, um, I think can be very empowering for a victim. Whether or not that achieves a similar sense of justice, I'm not sure. Like mm-hmm. I said, that's a very individualized concept. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do I just tell my story or do I take the legal steps in bringing this to the authorities'
1: attention? In the, in the situation where an accused is deceased, I oh, mean, absolutely. again, I'm, I'm not sure what the, the answer is in South Africa, mm-hmm. um, but you know, my, my sense would be that even if you were to go to the authorities, that nothing could be done. Because even procedurally, there are a number of things in procedural law, such as uh, an accused person has a right to attend their trial hearing. They would mm-hmm. have to give a statement in a criminal investigation. So mm-hmm. all of these things that a, a suspect or an accused would have to do presupposes that the person is living. So. Um, and therefore, then, then, then actually the police can't. Um, you know, can't take all complete all of the steps in an investigation, even in order to bring a charge to the prosecution in order to uh, or in order to bring a docket to the prosecution to decide on the charge. So, um, yeah, I, I, my sense is that that the police wouldn't be able to open a case if the person you're accusing is already deceased.
0: And Lindsay, just out of curiosity, um, g- generally, would you be aware of what would happen? Has there been a case, for example, if someone is deceased already, uh, but then there are those who are still living and they feel that, you know what, this person is wrongly accused and we could take the stand or we could, you know, do something to try and clear their name? Is, is something like that likely to happen?
1: Mm, like a defamation type case, case on behalf of an accused person. Um, I'm I'm not familiar of any actual cases like that. I'm not saying there, you know, that it's not out there. Um, but uh, and again, I'm not an expert on defamation law either. But my understanding is, with defamation law, you would have to show you would have to be able to demonstrate the harm that was caused by. A statement, and you would also have to prove that the statement is not true. Again, you wouldn't be able to do those th- any of those things um with the accused person being deceased.
0: Hmm. All right, Lindsay, thank you so much for your time. That's the executive director at Lawyers Against Abuse, Lindsay Hansen. That was a Capricorn FM podcast.
1: For more podcasts, visit CapricornFM.co.za.